Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Anyone can be ready for back to school, but with Staples Connect, you can be more than ready. Like, I got everything from my classroom and saved a ton ready. They've got more backpacks, more pins, and more supplies than you ever thought possible, honey. So double notch your shoes, gas up the minivan, and get your shopping list ready, girl, because Staples has everything you need and more for the new school year. Let's do this. Just visit your nearest Staples store or go to staplesconnect.com for inspiration. You're my lady. Oh, thank you, Jean. You're my lady. Ah, you're my lady. Oh, I can tell they're looking at you. Don't think I don't see I'm looking at you. All in a wish and they could have you. And as a matter of fact, a bunch of them are itching for you to scratch them. I'm tired of how to work with hell. I'm trying to come with the rail. And I'm going to make you know, because I want them to know. You're my, You're my lady. You're my lady. Oh, oh. My. Yes. Come on, duet. <laughs> Come on. I can tell they're looking at us. Uh, Michael Eugene Archer. I mean, a gift. Oh, my God. A gift. Do you want to know what broke my heart, though? Um, Learning that D'Angelo is 5'6". Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want to talk about Wait. Are you? No, you're lying or lie right now. Cru- you can Google it. You can Google it. How it is there upon the internet is for us to see oh. and know. Oh, my God. Several sources confirm that he is but 66 inches tall. Oh, my God. He is. I mean, talk about the disappointment. And I don't want to hear Help nothing on the internet. Getting grown is height shaming. You're damn right. And I'm very disappointed <laughs> right now. <laughs> I am disappointed. He's five. Height shaming is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm so no, fine. You know, you, 
it is, but you know, what I'm shaming, nigga. It's mm-hmm. fine. Five, six, that's one inch taller than me. <laughs> it's like, wow, 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 wow. Okay. Really? Didn't know that. Lord. You know, one day me and um Fiorinacia literally sat in the mm-hmm. living room and Googled for about two hours the heights of different people. I mean, it is something that can really sort of, you know, captivate Truly. you because I think what's what what's interesting is that I feel like what we we the the music videos cinematography of the nineties and two thousands was all about illusion. Yeah. There were so many people that were like only shot from like, you know, bottom up, you yeah. know? Like, you know, from 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 below. Oh. And that's because most of the heartthrobs of our time are are Fun much size. less than six feet yeah. tall. I mean, much yeah. less. No, they are. And so, as a tall, you know, I I have been lied to for for the majority of my life, and so I think I'm dealing with that sort of trauma. And as a tall adjacent, mm, interesting word choice. Top of the. <laughs> <laughs> On top of the Ooh, fact I mean. that Clifford, um, you know, is just needs to have his lips stapled together. He also lied. Mm-hmm. He is not 5'9". Remember when he said he was 5'9 with the soul yes. of a six foot nigga? He I lied. I met him. I he is my height. I laughed. I laughed audibly when he mm-hmm. said that because I knew. I knew because he he's not that much taller than Tiny. Let's talk. Let's and talk. Tiny about is it. under five feet. I mean, almost a little bit. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, but. I'm sorry. I wasn't, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, oh, God. And I wasn't using that as a I pejorative. Just saying. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay, I need to move on. <laughs> I know. We do. How it's are fine. you? I'm sorry. I probably have said too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I, I haven't any complaints. I am safe and I have what I need. How are you? I am safe. I have what I need. I'm in good spirits. You know, I'm happy oh, to be wonderful. here. Uh, Kia and I had a good catch-up session before we recorded, which Did. always sets a good tone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have no complaints. I have no complaints. Feeling good, feeling great. Well, we have trash to get into, so shall we mosey that direction? Let's journey on into the trash receptacles. <laughs> Let's see. I think I love the word receptacle. Ever since I like knew that was a word, it's just such... Receptacle. That's how I feel about the word latrine. <laughs> I just love it. Latrine. That's so random. <laughs> I feel like you hear people say they like random words like all the time. Like Pericope yeah. or like, Latrine. cornucopia. This is said Latrine. <laughs> it's just so nice. It's such a nice word for toilet. Hypothalamus. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Hippocampus. This <laughs> said Latrine. Just say it. It's pretty. Latrine. <laughs> Somebody got a cousin named Latrine you know somewhere. Do. Latrine is a good name to yell up the street. Latrine! Latrine! <laughs> Get over Your here. Your mama looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> what a okay. mess. I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. Let's move on. Let us move. Because my head is bumping. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
for the trash. I don't even remember the theme song I came up with last week. Damn. Oh, yeah, that theme song? God. I don't remember it either. But Weed yes. is a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> But, okay, so I'm going to start off with the heavier news before we talk about some of the fluff. Uh, so first and foremost, we want to send prayers to Haiti. Um, oh, please, yes. They suffered a 7.2 uh, a magnitude, uh, earthquake of 7.2 magnitude um, that killed over 1,200 people. Yes, and I feel like the, the number just keeps It does, because they're still finding bodies. Yes. And, um, you know, the death count is rising uh, by, the, by, the, by the minutes. And so we know that they suffered a similar earthquake a little over a decade mm-hmm. ago. Um, where more than one people, one million people were displaced and about 300,000 were injured. And so we want to send yeah. prayers to Haiti. If you look in the description box, we're going to have a list of um, links, reputable links that you can use um, sure. if you are looking for ways in which to help Haiti out. And don't please like cease with the ignorant talk of, you know, God is always... Uh, you know, what? yeah, you know, people will say that Haiti is cursed or God is, you know, bringing okay. forth these things. Let's be very clear here. And I put it on get my, I retweeted it. Get out of the Lord's yeah, business. Get, get out of it. Stop lying. I retweeted Stop earlier a tweet that said, and the translation was essentially, the only curse uh, that Haiti's had is that of white supremacy. And they've not Period. been paid uh, the due that they deserve. And so stop with the ignorant talk because you, you sound crazy. Um, it's not useful. I mean, what, like, what does inhumane. that, what purpose does that serve in this time? Yeah. So like, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have anything nice to say, if you don't have anything that's useful or that, that's, how is that going to benefit anyone who is, who has been displaced, who is suffering, who is grieving? So like, you know, it just seems like a waste of time and energy when we all should be focused on thinking of ways that we can be supportive mm-hmm. and we can help, um, you know, contribute to the relief efforts and things of that what nature. What happens if so we like, have a whole nasty natural I mean, disaster here and they came and said, well, you know what America was built on in the first place, so that's what them motherfuckers deserve. But that's what I'm saying. But first of all, anybody in the United States saying that kind of stuff. I mean, I think globally we have to think about, you know, white supremacy as an as as a global uh, entity mm-hmm. because that's what it is. But I'm I say that to say that there are there is literally no country that that would not uh would be found would be found blameless. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No country you know, has is especially, especially these United States of America. Are you kidding? We are not in the position to be, if any land is cursed. Okay, okay, hello. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have got to be kidding so, me. Let's just. <sighs> we want to pray for Haiti. We want to continue to pray for Haiti. Um, I mean, out loud. And yeah, we want to continue to pray for Haiti. Much love. Always. Much love. Okay, y'all know I'm not savvy in the politics, so I'm going to do the best that I can with this. Take your time. Afghanistan. Okay. Oh, Lord. Um, so the Taliban has uh, taken over Afghanistan again. Um, the United States and some other Western countries, 
you know, again, I'm not savvy in this. Um, so give us, you know, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, basically took over to help to make it more of a democracy about 20 years ago. And the mm-hmm. Taliban has since taken back over Afghanistan. And so mm-hmm. uh, President Biden has now said he's going to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. But that does not um, mm. a, that that does not help uh, the Afghanistan um military or those who have assisted with the u.s military all this time and so now they're just like left to Mm -hmm. to their own devices right they're just abandoned Mm -hmm. we're to the point where when they were pulling they were on the on the airplanes holding on to the airplanes it was so sad it was so sad and so um prayers for afghanistan as well and i know that that's you know so cliche at this point and you know, but it's I don't know what else to say because that's I don't we I don't know what else to do with that. What we don't really have a lot of power when it comes to that. Um, and but I did wanted to acknowledge what was going on uh, right now because that is not that is that is not small fish. Um, and sure. so I know they're asking not to attack. Uh, you know, as America pulled out, attack the troops as they pulled out. Um, but it's just it's just this this whole climate is just disgusting to me, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. maybe that's why I'm not as savvy in it, because every time I get into something or read and some try to get some understanding of something, it's just disappointing and disgusting and mm-hmm. inhumane and not sustainable as a system. And that's that. Um mm-hmm. We can get to a we'll, we'll ease into the fluff. So the next thing is Aaliyah. So we talked a little bit about Aaliyah. It was the 20 year anniversary mm-hmm. of her death recently. Uh, and her uncle, I think, who has the rights is saying he is going to release um, the two albums that have not been released on streaming platforms all of this time, which is One in a Million and... Uh, the last album. What was the last one called? The one that had "Rock the Boat." Uh, I can see the title, but I can't. I can't call the name. But you know, it had Sorry, more than I a woman like and "Rock the Boat." But the last album she had, maybe it was Aaliyah, maybe it was Untitled. I don't know. And then the mm-hmm. and then one in a million. Uh, it's like it had a red cover. Yes. What was that called? Oh, maybe it was self-titled. Yes, it was. It was Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Okay. And then one in a million. You That's know, which had my forever jam four-page letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sending him a four-page letter, yeah. and I Indeed. enclosed it with a kiss. Key and when change. It Go ahead. Get it on time. <laughs> Get it on time. <laughs> a jam. So he's releasing those. Um, I know there are mixed feelings around that. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm excited about having access to Aaliyah's music. I mean, you know, I still have the CDs and things that we, you know, I still have. Right. For the, not, you know, not, I'll say it like this. I'm glad that her music will be more accessible Mm -hmm. to the broader Mm -hmm. public. I think that that will, um, help us to continue to honor her legacy and, you know, just jam out. Cause I mean, the the tunes are still tunes, you know what I'm saying? So. I'm excited to to know that, you know, 
they'll be back in rotation. Yeah, um, I am not excited. And I hope that that gives it a little bump. I, I, I'm excited for that. Yes, I'm with you on that. I am not excited because, you know, the 90s is making a, a hearty return in the youth <laughs> these days. And what I'm not excited about is all of the tiny Aaliyah Ooh. clones that I'm going to see walking and around. And it's going to, like, because, you know, it's going to be millions oh, of challenges. Oh, it's going to be all over TikTok, TikTok yes. and Instagrams <laughs> and everything else. And we just got to get ready for that because that's certainly God. coming. Okay, let me do, you know, maybe maybe this it's is about my to be sign a resurgence God. of the side, of the deep side part. Oh, God, and, and the swoop. the swoop is, the swoop is on its way back, guys. Ready yourself. Or they're going to create, like, a natural version of it. <laughs> yeah I don't know I can't wait we gotta have a I don't know what the natural version like so you get you a be, half but... a bottle of eco styler gel <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna park this section in the front and we're just I gonna swoop and then the rest of it will be like a fro um, mm-hmm. you know, with the shades and the Tommy Hilfiger yes. boxes sticking out of their boyfriend's yes. jeans. Yes, yes. I feel like even Normani was was given a she little bit of a, a Leah vibe in that in her most mm-hmm. recent video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sure. why I didn't quite understand the sentiments around. You know, this is the best video I've ever seen, and I thought that the people had really I, jumped yeah, off I into really the thought reach. It was, that was giving Reaching. many things, which was a, which were a lot of things. <laughs> Hey. I was like okay, I said okay. Normani's a beautiful girl. She's talented, and it was a, a nice video. But I'm trying to understand this whole like, oh my god, this was mind blowing. I was I I didn't understand <laughs> it. I don't see it. You all might ridicule me for that, and I'm just gonna have to take it and eat it because I still don't see it. Make mm-hmm. me see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that's that on that, and then lastly, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so. Monica. I know where you're going Monica, with Monica, our uh, a queen, you know, Glockica, um, <laughs> all of the things that you all call her. She is coming out with a country album. Mm. <laughs> Kia's face. <laughs> <laughs> I say this with love mm-hmm, because, you know, we will forever acknowledge and respect the legacy days, Monica. Gunica. Right? You know, I think that she she helped to define an era yeah. when folks like me were coming of mm-hmm. age. So we cannot, you know, we cannot fail to sort of say that. And in in nothing but respect for Monica Absolutely. and her career and her legacy. Um, but I have to be very honest that this is not something that I want. Or or need from from no, Monica no um no. and I feel like this is kind of like because I also remember I also feel like recently I saw on Instagram that K Michelle is also releasing a country music album and I I I feel like this the country music scene like do do we really think that these white people are going to let let y'all come in <laughs> and like run things over there. Like I think it'll it's 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 interesting to and to see how it will play off play out. But I I'm not I can't say that I'm confident that K Michelle and Monica going to be down to the CMAs. Okay? Because I feel like they run a real type ship tight ship down there at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, they not finna you know, fool with, with Monica. Plantation. Um they not finna fool with Monica. But okay, if this is something that she's always wanted to do and she just want to try her hand at it. And she just want to, you know, see, I mean, who knows? I, I 
could be wrong. I and will this, say she could this. Take over. I will say this. Our good brothers, shout out to um, Weirdo yes. Workshop and Chuck Harmony, mm-hmm. Claude Kelly um, of Lewis York. They yes. performed at the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> I'm not. No, I know. I know you're not. I. I, I am with you on, I don't know what the CMAs are giving as far as um, letting niggas into their cookout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a country music fan, uh, so I am not checking for any of this regardless. But what I hope is that for the niggas who do love country music, because you know, I'll talk about it a little bit later on, but our we were on a small road trip this weekend, and our good sis Crystal Jean, who we all know is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, I, was I know. you I know, know playing some Casey Jamming. Musgraves. Uh, didn't know what it was, but <laughs> I was like, "Is that the white lady with the hair?" Um, <laughs> and so, you know, maybe these people, including My Little Pony, will come out with <laughs> you know some music that will be for our black country listeners and just create a space. But again, hey. I agree with you. I don't know how the CMAs are going to act, but then do we give, do we care about the CMAs? Right. Forgive my ignorance. I don't right? think it's so ignorant. I saying, agree with I'm, what you said. I'm not saying, no, I guess I'm saying that I don't know that. I guess I, when I say that it's like, you know, I have to acknowledge that there probably is already a thriving black country music scene. Well, I don't know about thriving. Um, I'm not sure though. Well, maybe, maybe it exists and, and you know, there is a scene and people <laughs> are ask. in it. And, but, <laughs> but <clears throat> I guess black I'm just wondering how far, scene. how far does Monica think she's going to go with the country music? Or it could just be something that she just wants to do. And that's her Maybe right. Maybe it's a passion. But I was just speaking. Right. And I was just speaking for myself. Like, I just don't know if I want to. Um, I don't know if I want this. But, you know, it, it may not. It may just not be for me. And that's and totally that's okay. fair. Because one day Brandy might come Monica out with a, um, a rave album, electronic beats everybody can do what they want and we right? you, know, you know i don't know it's not gonna be for me <laughs> it's not gonna be for me and and i think that that's that's the beauty of being you know grown is that we have the right to just you know pick and choose yeah. the things that are for us and the things that are not and it don't have to be like i'm you know shitting on the things that are not for me i'm just saying they unless not for you me. put sugar in your grits i'm shitting on it uh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, you put sugar uh, in your grits? I don't grit, but I do come oh, from a sugar. Grit. I don't grit, but I, I do come from a sugar in the grits family. <sighs> I won't join this discussion on on social media because <laughs> it's lawless, and I don't. I don't. Ha- most of the things that I read are stupid, but um, I do from afar have the debate in my mind, and I just can't yeah. with the sugar and the grits. I don't have a dog in this fight because I don't really grit. I'm, which I'm so I, fascinated I, I by. I'm really fascinated by like that. You're so black. In my youth, I was gritted okay. out. I was gritted down. Me too. I, we were gritted so We was gritted hard. I remember, I remember the day when I said, I don't ever have to have <laughs> these grits again. And that was the last day I had them. Like, so you don't shrimp and grit. I don't want them anymore. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't even do okay. that. 
And, you know, I do, I do acknowledge that. I think the older that I get, I am accepting the fact that I have textural issues. Oh, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's how I feel about scallops. So, like, there are certain foods that just turn me off texturally, and I feel like grits are a part of that conversation. The same thing for, like, yogurt. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the kind, I was talking yogurt. to my friend BJ. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying, like, you know, when I have yogurt, it's more like granola mm-hmm. with a, a little mm-hmm. yogurt. It's not like yogurt and granola mm-hmm. because the, the granola helps me to sort of handle the texture of the yogurt itself. So I do feel like a part of my anti-gritness is because of the textural issue that I feel like I'm 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 acknowledging. So you don't like avocado? Um, I don't have to okay. have it. There was a time when I was like in an avocado kick. And I think that's because I didn't grow up in an avocado mm-hmm. house. So when I was introduced to avocado, I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I, I re- like with grits, I reached a point where I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my last avocado. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been back. Okay. I haven't been back. I literally only feel that way about scallops. That might be a lie. Which is but... interesting because I can eat scallops. Yeah. I can eat them. But I'm, I eat them in mm-hmm. like, you know, there's. I think there are people that eat scallops differently. Like, you know, there are people who just like put the mm-hmm. whole scallop in your mouth and Lots. chew it. I have to cut it. And it's, it, it tastes like imitation crab meat to me. It's like sweet. It does. Seafood. It's very, I, I yeah. can't, mm-hmm. I, it's a big I giant testicle. I just, um, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like scallops. They're like, you don't like them lemon pan seared with bacon wrapped. I'm like, I can tolerate them like that. I don't love scallops, the taste, the texture, the feel of them in my mouth. Yeah, that's why, that's why I don't, I don't grit, but. Or octopus. I I don't octopus. I have to have the, I mean, and I'm, you know, I say that this is, this is me and, you know, my lack of culture, but I shouldn't say that. Mm-mm. But, you know, you know, Mm-mm. I guess what I mean, like I can calamari, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm the girl that only eats the rings, <laughs> not the actual, not the actual, not like, the like you know, Mm-mm. I see. I, I it's not the, it's I, mm, I think it's the a texture thing with octopus for me. I know calamari has a similar rubbery texture. I've never had octopus because I'm not even going play myself. If you, if you, yeah, I'm not going to say that actually because I don't care for octopus, but I'll eat calamari and it's not even a, and I'm not even going to say it's a cultural thing because I'll eat all kinds of things, but I just don't like octopus. Um, mm. and I also. If we we have that conversation, right? You just you were like, you know what? Let me not say that. You're right because there are other cultures that may eat octopus, but they don't know what a collard green is. You know, yeah. we have to. That's why. I, that's why I stopped. No, myself. I know, I that's know, I and myself. I'm glad you did that. But we have to all because I've been guilty of doing it before. We have to be cognitive that as as Black America, we have a we have culture. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, that's and that's, that's something that I feel like. Uh, I've sort of heard said a mm-hmm. lot cause I mean even okay cause I'll give you a, an example like yesterday I went to a birthday dinner my friend Darius had a birthday dinner at Benihana mm-hmm. and so um, uh, you know at Benihana when you, you, the place said even in your in your napkin ring or fold um, they give you chopsticks or a fork Right. And so there were some people at the table that was using the chopsticks like I'm cultured. And I was like, I'm not, honey, because I'm using this African-American fork. (laughs) (laughs) And 
<laughs> and then it was just like, you know, okay, no. I mean, maybe I should say that differently. <laughs> um, Which is okay. Because it's not even about, it's not even about me not, I, I don't use chopsticks because I got arthritis. <laughs> not because I don't <laughs> know how. But, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, why would I put my hand through that? Like, I just have to be careful with my hand, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to push it. I don't want to push these these joints too far. But, um... But yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, I, over time you just hear things and we get used to saying things, but we have to challenge ourselves to sort of, you know, relearn, unlearn some of the problematic things that we say and say them differently. So it is not about culture. I, I, I guess I should, it's just not like you say, it's not a function of being uncultured. It's just it's a, a different, different cultural culture. expression. Some people eat with their mm-hmm. hands. Some people eat on the yeah. floor. Some, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and right. white people eat off the counter. If you've noticed, they've been, it, there's a, it was a phenom <sighs> where they were making nachos and spreading them pawn counters. Spaghetti. spaghetti. Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw that stupid foolishness. And you know what? I'm shitting I mean, on that. And, <laughs> and in that spaghetti video, not only did they pour that, those, those hot noodles on that marble counter, mm. They took the spaghetti sauce, mm-hmm. ragu, mm-hmm. spaghetti sauce, I mean, and poured it from the jar onto the noodles. So not even that they, like, heated no. it up, doctored nope. it up, salted nope. it, seasoned nope. it in any way, literally poured it from the it. jar. None of it. Mm-mm. Well, so I with said, the nachos, they took the crushed up chips and put them all, they put all the chips on the counter, on that big marble counter, and then crushing them up with her hands. She does all this shit with her hands. And then mm-hmm. she took the big can of nacho cheese sauce from like the bowling alley Kifo. or some shit, the yes, movies, so. and she poured it all over. Again, not heating it up. And then did like, Woo! you know, jalapenos and all kinds of shit. Congealed, congealed and cheese. mixed it with her hands. <laughs> Sweet and then did not proceed father. to go take a shower, probably, because we all know what's going on with that as well. We are living in Perilous. a time when there are countless people on live television proudly proclaiming that they Why do not are y'all doing that? Why are you telling us and this? I am at a total loss. I don't even know what to do. I can't wrap my brain around it because I went to the gym on Sunday Saturday, and it was a very hot day in the DMV. And like I said, uh, said like I said before, I'm not one of those girls who sweats a whole lot. Um, no, you so don't. if I'm at the gym and I'm really working out and I'm really sweating, then you know I was in there giving it my 100%. So this time at the gym, it was strength day, and I, I came in there with my Olympic mindset and I was really in the gym giving it to him okay so by the time I left I was shocked at the extent to which I was perspiring I've never in my life sweat through a piece of clothing because I don't be sweating like that but when I tell you that that I had on a little black crop t-shirt situation when I tell you it was literally drenched I got into the car and my arm was so sweaty that I tried. I literally leaned on the center console, slid <laughs> off the gym. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm sweaty. Like, okay, okay. And as I was driving home, I was sitting there thinking about all of the people in the gym who had a hard workout just like me and went home and did not yep. shower. 
<laughs> literally was driving down 495 mm-hmm. and was just like, there are probably some people in my yeah. gym who left just as sweaty as mm-hmm. I did. And they just went on about their mm-hmm. day. Meanwhile, I was canceling things. Like, I was supposed to run my errands after the gym class. I was supposed to go to Target, pick up, go to Trader Joe's. I said, all of that is canceled because I need to wash immediately. All of your 2,000 parts. Because I cannot function. I couldn't be walking around the Trader Joe's literally dripping in my own perspiration because, ew. And then you'd be okay? smelling, like, outside and, like... Outside. Like, what are you doing right now? They just don't care. And, and, I, just, and I hate that this is a topic of conversation and it's just, like, so centered. But they continue to come out like bats and continue to tell us what, what they're not doing at home. And it's gross. I mean, proudly proclaiming. There was a young lady on on Hoda, the Hoda, Hoda Copy. What, what is the other little, I don't know the name of the show, with Hoda Copy and the other, other white Kathy? woman. Ka- are they still Kathy together? I don't know. I don't know, but I think it might be another white lady. Okay. I don't know if Kathy Lee is still on, but either way, um, they were talking about this product, this a dry shampoo product. Y'all don't have braids. And the lady, Sorry. <laughs> the lady said, though, she was just like, I love this because it literally cuts the showering down to two to three times a week. So she was literally saying, I don't get in the shower to wash my body. I get in the shower to wash my hair. And now that I have this product, Mm -hmm. I only have to do it two to three times a week. And I was literally, she just said that. And Hoda literally like fell out laughing. Like, "Ah." and then, and then you could see in her face, she was like, oh, she's not joking. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can literally see her being like, oh wow, she's serious. Like she just kept right on going. And I was like, wow, we are living in a time. What mm. a time. I mean, it is end of days. And we ought to all get ourselves together because the trumpets are going no, to sound. No, it's true. Soon. It's true. Because there's so many things. There's so many things. You all don't wash your toes. You don't wash your <sighs> bodies on a regular basis. You know, you, it's, it's the politics. It's just everything. And it's gross. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I just feel like I'm going to be traveling with, Clorox wipes for the rest of my yeah. days because I don't feel safe no. to use any sort of public or communal nope. shared situation. Like ever Cardi again. B said, it's like giving ever itchy. again. It's giving very yeah. itchy, very, it's very, itchy. very much. It's giving itchy. You've got, you've got to stop telling us this. Like keep it to yourselves. And I think we knew because even at the start of the pandemic, when Google Google released that the most searched. Uh, the most common Google search of 2020 was like, how do you wash your sink? What the fuck? And I said, I'm sorry. I said, I said, what, what this actually what means do you mean? is that there are in the United States in like April of 2020, like right around after the shutdown, Google said that how to wash your sink was like the, the highest, like it was the most Google searched search item or whatever. And I was like, so you're telling me that there are grown adults who are owning homes and operating in careers, raising children, and they have to Google how to clean what, the sink? What, what have you all been doing all this time is what I wonder. That's why all the Lysol wipes and bleach left the shelves because y'all didn't have none in your house in the first place. That's what we're learning. It wasn't from the hoarders. It was from you all. <sighs> I keep bleach. 
and I keep backup bleach. The, How you, do you wash you your skin? Catch me you slipping. spray it with bleach and you put some dish soap in it and you wash it out with a separate sponge that you use from your dishes. Let's be very clear here mm-hmm. or brush or however clear. you wash your dishes. You'd use a separate apparatus to clean the sink and the separate. counters. You wash that sink out with hot water, bleach, and soap. Hot? Because you cannot. Because you have to let the dirt know that you mean if business. You have a, so you cannot you. seriously hot. be washing anything with Please cold water. Please stop washing your dishes with cold water. And then if you have a garbage disposal, which I don't have the privilege of, but if you have one, you I put do. a little quarter you of a lemon down bleach. there and some bleach. Listen. And you put it down and some and soap. And you run and the you hot run water, water and down turn there. it on. <laughs> Cut it on and let it run for a little while. And just let, and just it, let clean. it clean through. If that lemon is chopping up, it's okay. That's what it's supposed to do, girl. And if you don't have that, you pour a little vinegar and bleach down your drain. You take the net thing that catches all this stuff. You dump it in the trash. You bleach the little joint joint out. You bleach out and wash out know. the sink. They and then you just wipe know. it out. That's how you clean your fucking sink. They don't know. And that's why the people were Googling it because they don't know. I'm frightened. And you, like you said, they're raising kids and shit. Raising children and sending them to the same schools that we send our children to. Sitting on the toilet. Wow. Sitting, using the same playgrounds and flipping the same light switches Mm -hmm. and touching the same door handles. And so this is why we've got to stay. What prayed up? Because we're living in perilous times. Lawless. It is a lawless time, and I just want to be ready when the trumpet sound. Okay. I'm, I, you know, I'm actually ready. I need some sweetness in my soul. We need a shout out because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yes. Let us please journey on to positivity. My sister's popping right now, like. Oh, we have a listener shout out today, and I'm very excited about it. So she says, hi, Jade and Kia. I wanted to start by thanking you both for all that you do. I'm a day one listener. We love our day ones. And I'm a listener of the shows of your siblings. And y'all are all amazing. I hope you're doing well during these times. Thank you so much, Brianna. I'm writing to shamelessly plug myself. In the Sacrifice for Self episode, I heard Jade speak on the jewelry she wears that is made by black women. The word I used was adorned, and she she noted that as well. And I took it as a sign. I am a jewelry designer in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my business is called Adore Jewelry Co. Adore is pronounced adore, so it's spelled uh, A-apostrophe-D-O-R, but it's pronounced adore. I used, uh, what the, I used po- uh, polymer clay. Is that polymer? Polymer? Clay? Anyway, gold-plated hardware and resin to create lightweight earrings, and I also create minimal gold-plated jewelry. It's a labor of love, and I'll be honest, I have been trying to get earrings to y'all for the longest. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Including Crystal and Fran. What drives me is the fact that clay allows each piece to be unique and beautiful. No two earrings are the same like the women who wear them. Each different but quality but equally beautiful, and you both inspire me daily. If the state of the world ever allows for safe live shows again, I hope to meet you soon. If the spirit moves you, feel free to check out my website, www.adorejewelryco.com, and check out the IG, Adore, Jew- Adore Jewelry Co. 
Bless. And that's from Brianna of Adore. And so I will put all of that in the information box, in the description box. But that's Adore, A-D-O-R, JewelryCo.com. And then the IG is A-D-O-R, JewelryCo. So, again, we will have all of that information in the description box. I checked out the website. I love the pieces. They're all unique and they're beautiful adornments that you can have made from a black woman straight from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, I will make sure that I reach out to you, Brianna, because I'm trying to get me a pair of earrings. I love your pieces, actually. And so I want all of you all to check out Adore Jewelry Co. Again, all that information is in the description box. And let us venture on to this kitchen table talk. Y'all have heard me talk about my walks. You know, I love to go take a long walk and put on a good, you know, uh, new tune and just, you know, get my steps in. But sometimes the best way to blow off steam is to give your brain a fun challenge. Like by playing Best Fiends. Y'all knew what time it was. The match three puzzle game with thousands of levels and tons of cute collectible characters. Best Fiends is perfect for when you need a breather but still want to feel mentally active, you know, and challenge yourself. Best Fiends never gets boring because there's always something new. I mean, literally, seriously, it's hard to put down sometimes we actually had a listener text us recently or tweet us recently and tell us that they played best fiends all night i'm not even i'm not even messing with you i'm already on level 1,932 you get like me and my goal is to get to level 1,933 by the end of the month best fiends is free to download so you can start playing right away play as little or as much as you want but fair warning when you get started, you're not going to stop. I told you he played all night. Whether you're unplugging from the internet to hit reset or just finding yourself without Wi-Fi, you can still enjoy Best Fiends since you can play it with or without the internet. I mean, what's better than that? I don't need to get into how much I love Best Fiends. It is my best way uh, that I use to just, you know, kind of take myself out of the present day world when I'm ready to just deconnect. Is that a word? It's going to be now. When I'm ready to deconnect <laughs> from everything that's going on, I like to just hop onto my Best Fiends and really just tune everybody out. Download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Everybody say it with me. Best Fiends! All right. So this week at the kitchen table, I thought that it would be um, helpful um, for us to think, because, you know, like we talked about in the trash and just sort of generally speaking, it was still very much in... Uh, Pontero, um, <laughs> a Pantene Pro V. Mm-hmm. We're navigating a pandemic, a, a very active and thriving global health mm-hmm. crisis. Even though it seems like the world is is seeking to return to some sense of normalcy, we are still very much dealing with some really trying times. Not to deal, not to mention the political climate that is always tumultuous mm-hmm. nationally and globally, um, as well as you know, just sort of as we get ready for the fall and schools to start back up again. Um, it's just a lot of, of moving mm-hmm. parts and, and moving pieces. And I personally have been navigating some heaviness, just feeling, um, you know, really tired, kind of burnt out. And Ooh. even just like watching the news or looking through your phone or scrolling through 
through, um, you know, the internet, like, you know, you inundated with all kinds of bad news and bad information. If you're not careful, it can weigh on your mm-hmm. spirit. So I thought, um, I noticed that I needed, I, I needed to really start thinking more intentionally about how to lift myself out of that heaviness mm-hmm. and thought that it would make for a good conversation around the kitchen table around like, what do you do? What are some things you can start to implement into your daily practice that will help you to sort of lift your spirits on heavy days. So what do you think about that? So it's interesting you asked that now because, which I have some other things I'll talk about in a minute, but so I've been having a lot of heaviness just around COVID talk in general. I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not to say that I think the pandemic is over because I absolutely know it's not, you know, um, And we still move very much like this is a pandemic. Um, but I am also just I'm it's it's the 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 uh, bashing from the the unvaccinated and the vaccinated and the battles oh and the like it's it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? You got vaccinated people wishing death on unvaccinated people, it's and then you got unvaccinated so people. Well, fuck yeah. it, I'm just gonna do what I want. And then you've got vaccinated yeah. people who don't understand why some people are not vaccinated for health reasons. Then you've got vaccinated mm-hmm. people who don't give a fuck, and they're like, "Bitch, I'm going to Miami, and I don't give a fuck what I bring back." It's mm-hmm. like oh, mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Um, I'm tired of it on all counts. And and I know we're living in a pandemic. I'm going to live in this pandemic and I'm going to move like I'm living in a pandemic. But I have had to filter and mute and get rid of every vax, anti-vax, ultra-vax, mm-hmm. vaccinate, vaccination. I have gotten rid of all of it and muted it and filtered it away because I don't want to fucking hear any, any, anybody else's opinions on it any longer. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep my family safe and do what I can do for myself. But I'm so tired of seeing people fight and wish death on each other and say stupid ass careless shit as well. I'm just tired of all of it. So I'm like, let niggas do what they want to do and move on about your lives. But this shit is 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 just exhausting. Um, And so that has given (laughs) that. So I say that to say, you know, we've had many episodes and said many times, you know, talked about logging off. Or doing what you need to do to like for your own mental health. When it comes to that, I have just completely, I just don't want to talk. I just don't want to hear about it no more. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Mask, all of it. Don't want to hear about none of it. I'm going to wear my <laughs> mask. I'm going to mind my business. And I hope you niggas start doing the same. Um, But one thing that I, one thing I'll do when I'm really feeling like I'm in a low place is lean into that. But... Mm-hmm not obsess over it um does that mean that i never obsess over it or i don't have periods where it's just like eeyore you know for days on end of course i'm a human being um but i when i try to start to recognize why i'm in a place like that i'll give myself a day to really lean Mm -hmm. into feeling shitty i may decide to not get out of the bed outside of getting up to take a shower and mm. and then what you know what I'm saying lay in the bed I might watch someone I don't want to think about nothing I order myself food really just give myself a day to just loaf and really lean into the fact that I'm not in a place to deal with other humans that I'm not in a place to read a bunch of bullshit that I'm not in a place to do much of anything and really kind of just honor that feeling in those moments um, and I find when I acknowledge 
what is giving me that feeling. I lean into it and give myself that time period. It's easier for me to kind of, you know, get myself motivated to pull out of that for the days going forward. What about you? I love that. No, that was to literally like the first thing on my list. I feel like it's important that we acknowledge it honestly. Mm-hmm. Like tell yourself the truth about it. I think for me, I've, I've kind of been socialized and coached. I don't want to kind of get to get ahead of myself, but there was a time when um, I, I there was, you know, when I was feeling stressed mm-hmm. at work, there was a time where I would be vocal about that. And then, you know, based upon the feedback that I receive, you know, I, I have heard things like, you know, put your big girl panties on yep. and that that kind of toxic, unhelpful, uh, that kind of stuff. But I, I do feel like there is um, great power and strength and sort of acknowledging and making it okay for you not to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for you to say like, you know, hey, this is a this is hard for me. I'm having a hard time, you know, managing my thoughts or emotions about this. But like you said, the important thing is to like really give yourself some boundary, set a timer um, and do what you need to do for within within the limits of that Mm -hmm. time. So like if it's a day, if it's an hour, sometimes I need 20 minutes. If I've had a hard conversation or if I have stressed out about a meeting, I will say, okay, I'm going to walk away and I need I need 20 minutes to, to be pissed about this. And then I need to come back and figure out what to do next. So it's, it's about acknowledging it, giving yourself space, but being careful not to allow, allow yourself to wallow and sit sit within yep. those within those feelings um, because it's hard and it's easy to kind of get swept away um, with it because it is, it is heavy and, and hard to deal with. Another thing that I've been working on at the, at the <sighs> encouragement of my therapist, because I didn't even really notice that it was my practice, but literally letting the sunshine in. So I, I don't open my blinds or open a window or, you know, step outside. So I mean, not because I I was even thoughtful that I was doing, I wasn't intentionally not doing it, but I would just kind of get up and get going and and moving around. And my therapist, you know, we we meet virtually. And sometimes, like, you know, some time ago, she was just like, why is it so dark in there? Like, and I'm like, like, what you mean? I got my limit. She was like, no, 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 no. It's the middle of the day. Like, where's the sunshine? And I was like, well, I haven't really opened. She was like, well, girl, open the blinds. You know, you don't really, you take for granted that, you know, you don't really need it, but literally the sunshine lifts your spirits even if you don't think even if you don't think that it does having light or letting mm-hmm. light fill the room and fill your space has an uh a, you know can can literally lift yes. you up it, it is something and and since i've been conscious about making sure that i do that i do definitely see a difference um in in sort of like you know my demeanor and my response to things even my energy so mm-hmm. letting letting the sunshine in um, was also a big part and, um, knowing, so what, what are the things that you do? What, what are some things that, that, that you can do around the house that you know of that will help you? So like, is it, is it taking a shower? Is it, well, uh, first and foremost, okay. Well, uh, first, I can't, I have to, you know, I can't resist. Cause as you were sitting there, I was like, first of all, Jade, you have horrible ADHD. Second of all, let the sun shine. It does not do me. Let the sun shine. I could not help it. She literally had to get it. I had she to. literally could not move I forward. Couldn't. Until I she could did. not. Um, 
taking a shower is always going to lift your spirits. This literally has not shade. This has nothing to do. Not shade, given what we talked about Well, first of all, big shade to those motherfuckers, okay? But (laughs) this is not... (laughs) But... For me, sis, a shower is a reset. It is. For me, it's like, after I cry or after I've had my moment, literally, like, get in the shower when I get out again. It's like we started the day over. Think about when you... I now have Think about when you have the flu or a cold or something... And mm-hmm. you you you're in the bed for a few days, and you find like you get up and you have the strength to take that first like shower, right? Mm-hmm. Do you not automatically feel even just a little bit better because you got the just the all day in the bed off of yes. you? You know what I'm saying? Like a shower yes. is yes. a reset again. And you all already know how I feel about cleaning my house, but cleaning mm-hmm. my house is a reset because it, it puts is. me in a mental space. To really kind of get myself motivated. A, I'm I, I'm clear. So if if I need to sit down and I need to relax, it feels better to do it in a space that's clean. You know, if I need to get going on some other things, getting my space together actually puts me in a mental state to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's time to work, right? It kept sets me at this. Yeah. Now we're, we're changing, we're shifting our focus, especially given since we're working at home and we don't get to kind of literally change our locations mm-hmm. as much. Um, well, I'm still working at home. I know people are transitioning back, but it is it is a My way apologies. to sort of like reset, <laughs> reset the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, this is, now I'm now in my office. I'm now in work mode. It, it sort of set, sets you up that way. Um, and I think also I've, I'm being more conscious about um, not isolating because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I live alone. And so moving through the routine of my day, it's really easy for me to look up and it's three, four in the afternoon and I haven't spoken to anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Um, um, what You know, outside of like text messaging or sort of like, you know, fuddling around on social media, sometimes I actually need to get into the practice of picking up my phone or reaching out to somebody on FaceTime, having some actual dialogue yep. to sort of get my mind sparked, spark my conversation and get me, you know, give me some energy that can sort of speak. And especially when I'm feeling heavy, there are certain people I know I can reach out mm-hmm. to that will sort of bring me out of yep. that, of that space, um, that, that heaviness in a in a light way like not somebody who's gonna be like well why do you feel like that but right. but to to totally be like okay girl so what's going on like you know just sort of like you know get me thinking in a different direction yep. and i oh i lost my thought damn it's okay <laughs> it's all right wait what was i about to say we talk about talking reaching out to somebody oh yes having some dialogue yes mm-hmm. um you saying that even with myself I'm clearly not here by myself, but that doesn't mean that I don't get sick of these niggas. And so (laughs) I'm trying to be really intentional um, to take time for myself uh, as a mom Mm -hmm. and a wife, but as an individual, I try to take time for myself outside of just like going to get my massages or going to get my nails done or whatever. I also have my girlfriend time where I have, you know, mm-hmm. my, my village and my community. I can call Kia. I can go over Mary's. Mm-hmm. I can go over Crystal's. Mm-hmm. I can go over friends. I can pick up the mm-hmm. phone and call. But I have, I'm very intentional about making sure that I set that time and that space for myself to have that, um, that sense of community. That's not this because this is not my 
only identity. You know what I'm saying? And not even just for some, yes, I'm every woman. It's not even for that. Mm -hmm. It's just literally because it rejuvenates me. Your time with your community and your village rejuvenates you. And so I'm mindful, you know, as a wife and a mother, sometimes you can get swept up into that to the point where you kind of block out the outside world. And that's not healthy either. So I try to find the balance with that and making sure that I implement that. And that really helps me in my spirits because community and village is so important. Absolutely. Um, the next thing on the list that I had uh, jotted down was taking in some inspiration, um, ingesting something that, that uh, stimulates you emotionally or mentally, whether that be music or a podcast mm-hmm. Um, you know, reading a book or a blog or a short story or something that will just sort of, you know, take you outside of the, your present worries Mm -hmm. or whatever might be stressing you out. But what's something that can sort of take me away from where I need to, to, uh, you know, just sort of refocus me and rejuvenate me in the, in that way. So I've become really big on creating playlists, Mm -hmm. um, um, or or knowing which podcasts and programs are going to sort of be that breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for me and having them readily available like yep. <laughs> at any time. Um, so if I need if I need a little boost or or something that'll that will sort of get me out of a funk, I I don't have to to search uh or or, or look that far for exactly. It. It's not really, you know, and, and I know sometimes it goes, this is not, I know this can be more surface level, you know, when you're just kind of in a funk. I understand that sometimes, you know, there things go a little deeper. They may be, um, you know, they may be based off of some mental health, uh, you know, things that you're dealing with or, um, you know, just deeper, deeper issues that might need a little bit more help. But this is more of like when you're in a funk, you know, or you're in, you know, just in kind of a lower place, some ways in which you can pull yourself out or just some ways, things for you to think about. And it's okay for you to be in a funk. It's okay for us. I've had to start acknowledging when I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just wake up on the wrong side. of. Sometimes you just wake up and be like, I'm in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you have to acknowledge it. It doesn't have to be for a reason all the time. Sometimes you just in a bad mood because that's how it is. And we have to remember that with children too. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just wake up and they are in a bad mood because they are little humans and you've got to honor mm-hmm. that as well. And I think a lot of us, and that's a reminder I have to give myself as well. I'm like, you know, she's not going to be in a happy go lucky mood every single day because she's a little human being. So the same way in which we honor ourselves when we're feeling like we're in a funk, if you recognize that within kids, you got to you got to honor that as well. Are you in a bad mood? You got to let them know. It's okay for that to acknowledge that you're in a bad mood today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that that's good perspective to have like in all your relationships and just acknowledging yes. and creating space and and making it okay within your relationships for you to say, "Hey sis, I'm not, you know, today's not a good day for me or whatever." And making that okay, mm-hmm. you know? Like and making it, it expected and normal and, and common for for you all to be transparent with one another. And that helps me to know, like, you know, not to take things so personally. Mm-hmm. So if I talk to Jade or if I talk to Crystal or if I talk to Toya and they, you know, are not really feeling it today, you know, that helps me from internalizing what they may be dealing with on their own and thinking like, oh, you what know, I do to them. are they mad at me? Right. 
did that, you know, but not making it about me, but fully saying, okay, you know, she just, you know, it's a hard, it's a, it's a Monday for mm-hmm. her and she's entitled mm-hmm. or it's a Monday for him and, and he's entitled anyway, anyway, you know, anybody, but we're all human beings. Um, and we like, you know, kids, adults, parents, grandparents, partners, yep. um, you know, we, we all entitled and I think not even just entitled, but I think we should be encouraging mm-hmm. one another to, acknowledge and embrace the heaviness of this time and support each other through it instead of just saying, you know, instead of being dismissive of it. But how do we acknowledge that we are dealing with a with hard things? Yes. Um and, you know, there's a there they're heavy things, but we can manage them. Um and manage ourselves if if we just own up and, and acknowledge that that's what it is. So that's just a little a little convo we wanted to have today, just about lifting your spirits and acknowledging your acknowledging your when you're not in the best of spirits. Like that is something that's actually really important for us to to note. Um, we have a Crucial. small announcement. Mm-hmm. We will not be having an episode next week. Uh, Kia yeah. got some family things to take care of, so make sure you all keep her in your prayers uh, as for safe travels. And my family, yes. Um, and you know, keep the family in the prayers and all of and all of that. But we will not be having an episode next week. We will be reprising an episode, but we will be very specific in what we are reprising because the following conversation will be a part two we'll to be that. Connected, yeah, it will be connected to that. So stay tuned. Make sure that you do check out next week so that you can be caught up when we come back um, with a part two. Um, we, we will definitely, you know, introduce the reprise, yes. but just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we probably will be doing a reprise um, for, for next week just to give me an opportunity to, you know, get to Nashville and get some things squared away as far as my family is concerned. But thank you all for your support and, and, and prayers. Um, and we'll be back uh, to our regularly scheduled foolishness, you know, very, very Absolutely. Soon. With that being said, let's get on to this honesty box. Let's do it. Anyone can be ready for back to school, even moi. But with Staples Connect, you can be more than ready. Like I got everything for my classroom and saved a ton ready. They've got more backpacks, more pins, and more supplies than you ever thought possible. So double knot your shoes, gas up the Prius, and get your list ready. Staples has everything you need and more for the new school year. Let's do this. Just visit your nearest Staples store or go to staplesconnect.com for inspiration. Honestly? Truly. First and foremost, if you all hear any little snip snips or shuffles, it is because I am taking out my braids. Because what we do at the kitchen table is multitask, okay? We're, we've got so much to we do. do. we got to kill the birds with all the okay. stones. We got Angry birds, nigga, okay? Angry Flying birds. pigs. So just want to let you all know mm-hmm. that. But it's time for the honesty box. So let's get to it. Um, would you like to give our listener, she, her, a pseudonym? Sure. Let's call her Rose Holloway. I'm still watching Tutu's I am very excited about that. I actually need to show that to Noah. I was Rose Holloway. I am I, I wait, what are you watching Tutu Seven on? It's on Amazon Prime. <gasps> okay. Yes. Seasons one through four, girl. Get your Okay, life. yeah, I'm going to watch Two Two Seven. We were watching Modern mm-hmm. Love this weekend, the the, the New York mm-hmm. Times show. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, what I noticed is they don't have a lot of black people on there. 
And I didn't think they you would. know, because I don't really know too many niggas who's really writing into the New York Times with their modern love story. I'm gonna be real honest with you. That's fair. But it was like every time it was a black person, it was a black relationship. It was just, mm. you know, I was like, you know, I just want to see a little bit more. But anyway, I'm mm. so sorry, uh, Rose Holloway. Um, Rose Holloway writes, <laughs> <laughs> Hello ladies, I hope this email finds you well. I have a complicated problem that I need your help with. I have a very toxic uh, mom and our relationship is always on and off. I have recently decided to further my career in ABA and signed up for undergrad and graduate accelerated program to become a BCBA board certificate behavior analysis and working with children on the spectrum. And as I'm already trying to psych myself up and convince myself that I'm able to get my master's in such a short amount of time, my mother unknowingly said that I'm evil and mean as hell to kids Mind you, have been working with kids for five plus years and my BCBAS and peers are always telling me how I'm patient and amazing with them. So I don't know where she's getting that idea from. There isn't really a backstory. I don't even remember what we were talking about before she decided to say that. But now her voice is on repeat in my head and I'm second guessing myself and trying to figure out if working with kids is my calling. I'm also wanting to completely cut her off because when I do graduate, I don't want her anywhere around without around graduation. So should I listen to her and reanalyze my career or is she projecting her bullshit on me and I walk away? She is getting older, so I'm always worried that if I do walk away and she passes, I'm going to lose my mind. But she definitely crossed the line without a care in the world. Rose Holloway. Oh, Rose. Okay. I want to say that I'm excited to hear that you are considering, um, you know, continuing to cultivate your skill set. Mm-hmm. You're pursuing your professional goals and doing what you feel is is necessary to, to reach those goals and going back to school. I want to commend you for taking that initiative and for having the courage to chase your dreams in that way. I think that's really exciting and dope and dope work. So congratulations Absolutely. to you. I want to uh, follow that up by saying that I think that you're already, you know, you know, your your knowledge and expertise is is apparent to me because I think that you've already assessed this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I, so I agree with your assessment that your mother, um, you know, no disrespect to her, but we understand how moms can be because <laughs> Jade and I have. Oh, them. child. And black um, ones at that, you know, (laughs) while they, I don't even want to, you know, while, while they often mean well, I do think that in many cases, as you have uh, assessed, there is a lot of projection that happens around, you know, the things that they, the, the, uh, the ways that they assess us, um, can often be the, uh, uh, some sort of assessment of themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that as we grow into our adulthood, we have to literally build the muscle of, um, you know, being able to discern, um, you know, what's happening and moving accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I think that you are are on your way of building the muscle of being able to, you know, figure out and deduce the facts and the realities from like whatever feelings your your mother may have you have the receipts you've getting you're getting affirmed 
in your by your colleagues and your your professors in your program and people are saying that you're patient and doing well and you have evidence to suggest that you are moving in the right direction toward where you want to be and your mom's you know of feelings opinions you know the things that she says you know we literally have to weigh the facts against the feelings and and if you have if you know and and it is of your belief um, that you're doing well and you're best suited for this work and people are affirming that thought, then I think that you're moving in the right direction and I would not allow, you know, your mother's feelings to deter mm -hmm. you from, from that goal. And we also have to practice erecting some boundaries. So I want to suggest and offer to you that it doesn't have to be, I'm going to cut my mother off entirely, but you can't erect some boundaries and be more intentional about what information you share, what kinds of things you guys have conversation mm -hmm. about, what things are up for discussion with your mother and what things are not. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. I think Jade, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll let Jay speak for herself, but I know that I have had to determine in myself that there are just some things that I won't talk to my mom mm -hmm. about. Not because, you know, I don't love her any less, but just because, you know, when I did talk to her about it, she behaved in a way that was hurtful or harmful or unproductive. And so in order for us to maintain some sort of peace within our relationship, I determined that it would be in the, in our best interest for us just to not talk about mm -hmm. that thing. So maybe your professional life, your, your endeavors, the things that you're working on, maybe that's just not an area that you and your mom chit chat about. And if she asks you about it, then you can say, I would rather not talk about that. Or I'm good, you know, or, you know, find a way, you know, you can navigate how to get around it, but you can say, you can sort of uh, uh, protect, um, you know, that part of your yeah. life and that part of your psyche from, you know, your mom's attacks, whether they be intentionally attacked, <laughs> intentional attacks or accidental attacks, if they are hurting you, um, then, the, you know, that's, that's what they, what they are. Um, so I, I do feel like maybe thinking about some ways that you can erect and sustain some boundaries will give you some space and time to cultivate a relationship with your mm -hmm. mom as she ages, where it's not like, you know, we don't, we don't speak at all, but it's just, we don't speak about these things and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Um, you know, there's defending yourself. Sometimes you get tired of doing that. So like Kia said, maybe you mm -hmm. just don't speak to her about certain things. Sometimes parents say things. Now, I don't know the history of you all's relationship. You said there's not really much of a backstory, but I personally feel like if you're if you want to cut her off, maybe there's a little bit more to that that we don't you know, we're mm -hmm. not seeing or right. don't know, um, right. which is understandable. You have a whole history with your mother. Um, I love my parents. Right. I have a good relationship with them. But sometimes they say some some stuff that I just don't agree with. I, you know, I told mm -hmm. you all recently I'm going back to culinary school. I'm going to culinary school. Um, I did this on my own timing when I felt like it was a time that I needed to do it, uh, you know, and I'm figuring out all of the ins and outs myself. But I told my parents about it and I needed a copy of my GED. I told you all I got my GED. Well, mm -hmm. my mother says to me, uh, I text her and I was like, yo, you still got that the copy of that GED or whatever. She's like, it's in my storage, blah, 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 blah. I was like, hmm, huh, okay. Now I got to go down and take care of my mother, go down to New Orleans soon and take care of my mother after a surgery, right? 
So it's like, oh, you, mm-hmm. so you want me to come down, buy this plane ticket, come take care of you, but you can't find my damn GED. <laughs> Just trying to put a little guilt trip on her or whatever. This heifer <laughs> says, well, who know? I didn't know you was going to need it almost 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, keep your shade to yourself, sis. Okay. You know. What, what is that helping? Exactly. Okay, you just had to get that one in. You just huh? had to. You need, do you feel you better? Just had I mean, to. Well, do you feel better, sis? Okay. You feel better now? Can we move on to what's actually important? And here? I was like, you know what? You got this. You got this. And I did I couldn't even let it affect me. Now I'm not telling you to not let what she says affect you because that's not within my right to do so. Um but you take the necessary steps that you need. If that means having a conversation with her and letting her know that the stuff that she said was hurtful, you know, then you do that. But don't let it send you so far where you question what you've been doing for years, all the hard work that you've put in uh, and what you're working towards, because you know yourself better than anybody else. You know, you're not evil and mean with children. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the validation of the people who are around you on a daily basis within this field telling you so. And on top of that, trust yourself. If you know that's not who you are, then don't let anybody, including your mothers, change that. So, you know, and I'm not saying that my mother is evil and hateful either. So I hope you all didn't take that away. I'm saying sometimes, just like Kia said, sometimes parents can be evil and hateful. Let's be very clear. And then sometimes they just say things thoughtlessly. And they are they don't realize the the impact of some of the things that they say. You know what I'm saying? Your mother's and I say this with love and um not disrespectfully, because you know, everybody knows that I respect the office mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. a mother. But I, I say this and I mean it. I think that your mothers are your very first haters. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are the people. <laughs> They train you up. You know, sometimes they say little things and it's like, all right, maybe this is the Lord's way of preparing me for, you know, Mm -hmm. how to deal with criticism and other people's opinions in the world, like in real life, because it's okay for you to to disagree with your mom. Sometimes your mom will say some things that you just think is bogus. Like, I don't agree with that. That's actually not true. And. You have to build the muscle of saying of not letting it get to you and not letting it deter yeah. you. Um, because, you know, whether they mean to or not, your mother knows how to get one in on you. Just like, you know, like that was a dig. Like Jay's mom did not have to. That's an extra dig. And my mom is is notorious <laughs> for an extra dig. And it used to really get me upset. Now I just be like, you feel better because you just had to get that one out. OK, right. fair. You feel better. Like, OK. But, you know, all that to say, girl. Rose Holloway, sis, you know what you're doing. You've already, uh, you charted a path for yourself and you're taking the steps toward your goals. And I think that that's something that should be commended and acknowledged. You should celebrate that for yourself and don't allow anybody, even your mother, mother. to to deter you or sway you from from what you're doing because you're doing it. If you was failing at it and doing a horrible, miserable job, then that would be another conversation. But you're doing well. So, girl, keep on keeping on. And sometimes they just don't know what they're talking about either. Because then after my mother says that, my father's in the background because we're talking about how much the school costs. Mind you, these niggas ain't paying a dime on this, okay? Let's be clear. Usually. (laughs) Right. And and haven't on any schooling. But my father's in the back. He's like, oh my God, why are you doing that that cost whoa he's exactly. like that's that's too expensive jade and my mother go your father thinks every class is supposed to cost five hundred dollars and i was like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they just don't even know what they're talking about and you just have to like let them rock 
It's true. But if it's, it's toxic true. and it's not, it doesn't feel good to your spirit and it's not encouraging you and it's actually doing the opposite while you are working towards something that you are doing for yourself to big yourself up, then you take the necessary steps to remove yourself from that type of energy. And again, if that comes Absolutely. from just a conversation of, of making them acknowledge that they are spewing out that type of energy or down to, I need to take some space from you for a little bit. And if you can't recognize the, the, the hurtful and, and, and harmful things that you say, then you do what you need to do for yourself. And sometimes you just pay them niggas no mind. Period. Uh, continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And we shall move along to our black person self-care. I deserve So my self-care is kind of two twofold this week. Um, I've been real conscious about bigging up myself. Big up yourself. Big up yourself. Okay. So um, I have been um, really celebrating my, the milestones, you know, um, that I've been, that I've reached recently. Because, you know, it's hard. And I was telling Jay, around about this time of year, usually around the, the, the start of every quarter, right, when we set our goals or whatever, the start of every quarter when I think about where I am versus, you know, where I was aspiring to be or, you know, just thinking about things in that way it's easy my mind almost instantly goes to focusing more on what I haven't mm, done than what I have mm-hmm. done and so I've been really trying to pull myself out of that practice um because you know like we say all the time adaptability is the currency of mm-hmm. adulting and so the the fact is you know sometimes it, it may feel like I'm not really doing as well as I would have wanted to do but the fact is I've had to adapt some of my goals given some changes unforeseen changes um or shifts that have happened in my in my reality that's it so there were some things that have come up that that I didn't know that I needed to plan for. There were some things, some shifts that I needed to make professionally at work with respect to how I was prioritizing my time. Um, and as such, you know, I've had to move about um, or, or make some changes or adjustments to my goals. So I've been really trying to be conscious about using, having that perspective and using different language uh, when I think about where I am. That's it. And so even when I think about like, um, as far as like my fitness, you know, I've completely abandoned the, the, uh, the idea that, you know, my progress is going to be measured by a scale. Thank you. Um, I'm much more focused on the, on literally being more conscious of what my body can do, how my body Mm. is growing and progressing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like I said, I've been taking it different. We've, we've transitioned from at Orange Theory, they have like 2G classes and 3G classes. So 3G classes mean that that you spend 12 to 15 minutes at every station um, and, and you kind of switch that way. Um, then there's 2G classes that kind of split the class in half. So you spend half your time on the treadmill and then like the rowing block and the floor block is, an, is the other time. So I've sort of transitioned from the 3G classes to the 2G classes and in that 
I, I, we have to run for longer on the treadmill. So when I first started going to 2G classes, I was real stressed out. Like, girl, you can barely run for 12 minutes, and now you got to run for 29. <laughs> Are you crazy? But um, I've noticed, like, in my last class on Saturday, I ran the whole block. See? Like, like, and it's not, uh, and, and, and instead of me worrying or uh, focusing about how fast I'm running, compared to the how fast the people around me are running instead of me you know being conscious of the fact that I may or may not be the slowest lady in the class but I'm more conscious and celebratory of the fact that me at almost 39 years old managing the autoimmune condition with my refurbished bones and joints me who at one point couldn't run for two minutes is now on a treadmill doing an entire running block for 28 That's minutes. That's it. That is, you know, it's interval. So sometimes we're sprinting. Sometimes we're doing a jog. Sometimes we're running at a base place. Sometimes we have walking recoveries. But however that is broken up, I'm on the treadmill for almost a half hour and I can do it and then finish the rest of class. Oh, that's right. And I just, that's something to, to celebrate mm-hmm. It's you know, what, however, I, however much I weigh, I'm now able to do things that I wasn't able to do six months ago, six weeks ago. And that means progress. And so I want to just, you know, sort of say that my self-care this week was really being conscious about reframing my language and how I think about, my goals and accomplishments and have I published or written all the things that I wanted to do I still have some outstanding projects absolutely but the truth of the matter is you know we successfully um put on eight week-long institutes this summer Mm -hmm. I got book chapters in the pipeline um my reports are not finished but they're in progress so like you know, I've had to adjust and make some adaptations to where I thought I was going to be. But if I really sit back and think about things in the right perspective, mm-hmm. I'm still doing That's well. That's it, sister. I'm proud of you and I you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. And yes, I am proud of myself. Well, my self-care is not nearly as um, influential <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, like Kia said earlier, you know, we've just been a little drained and tired and, you know, burnt out. It's been a, just a constant movement. And I know everybody listening can relate as the world is in a funny place right now where people are having to shift back to work or school is starting and, you know, it's just a lot going on. Um, but I had the mm-hmm. privilege of, um, being able to just take a couple of days with our sisters, Fran and Crystal, and go um, go away. We just went upstate and um, we just got to be for a couple of days uh, in the woods. And it was just really nice to kind of detach and, you know, not be on the Internet. And, and, and outside of the fact that I did have to acknowledge, apparently the census, white people are the new minority. And uh, <laughs> the census said they're Amazing. going extinct. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry, it tickled me. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, just trying to like, just get away from that and like really just be with, be with some of my friends. And um, it's nice to have those moments to just unplug. 
uh, and do that. So that was that that was pretty much it. And we, you know, didn't have to pack like no crazy clothes. I threw some caftans in that bitch and a couple of T-shirts. And it was in, in like go. endless pair of drawers because, you know, black ladies, we travel with triple the you amount got of to underwear. have 16 Thank pairs you. of drawers if you're going for a minimum of three That's days it. you need no less than 16 pairs four per day and <laughs> not, i mean it's an unwritten it rule really we, you just got to be prepared my mother says you need to carry a pair of underwear in your purse give you know in <laughs> case there is an emergency <laughs> So I definitely travel. Like even when we went on our vacation, Noah was like, "There's so many underwear," and I was like, "Because that is the way of life." <laughs> so, but that's all I had to carry. That is such a thing. Caftans and drawers, and it was great. That is. Such a thing. I remember being a young uh, a young girl, and my mother being like super invested in how my underwear look like like how worn or torn oh, yes. you know if they got too oh, raggedy yes. it was like uh-uh uh-uh because if something happened to you and they gonna they not gonna do nothing but talk about me when they see these raggedy draws now you got you have you have new draws so why you keep wearing these old you know you yeah. get comfortable and they open your drawer and, and they and start <laughs> they're like well, you, we've got to get in there they start throwing <laughs> shit out of the drawer <laughs> These are worn out. It'd be like, wait a second, what what are you doing? But yes, why we we really get into this underwear conversation as black women. That's oh, but thing. but I must say, did I, I told you all the uh, the arrest story? One of my arrest stories, correct? About the time I got mm-hmm. arrested with no underwear on. No, I don't okay. remember that one. So, I remember you told me. Okay, yes. I, okay, please. You Proceed. know, I was it was young. I was maybe you know, 20, I don't know, and having myself a good hot girl summer. Uh, When I say hot girl summer, I just literally decided that I wasn't wearing any underwear that summer. (laughs) I was like, you know, I'm going to wear these gypsy skirts. That's what they were called. I don't know what we call them. Uh, But, you know, it's in the 2000s where we would wear things that had a lot of like, um, you remember when we wear those, 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 I, I'm just calling them gypsy skirts because I don't know what else they're called. And we would wear, you know, a lot of camisoles and the skirts would have like a border of, you know, embellishment of sort or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very Bollywood reminiscent. Um, so I would wear those in like a, you know, a, a ribbed tank top or a camisole or something. And mm-hmm. I had a couple of warrants out for my arrest. Um at this particular time. And so mm-hmm. my father told me, he was like, you still got the warrants? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, if you get arrested, if you get pulled over, you get arrested, do not call me. Do you hear me? So this was for like tickets? Yes, this was. Or, so those okay. two particular warrants, one of them was for running a stop sign that I did not run. And the second one was for a failure to appear for that particular stop sign. So... <laughs> Uh, he's like, don't call me. I'm like, okay, bet. Fine, nigga, I'm not calling you. Well, what happens? I'm taking my sister somewhere one day and boo, I get pulled over. My Lord. So my I turn to my little sister and I said, so listen, I'm about to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't drive, so you're going to call this person, tell them, come get my car. You go, you know, we go take care of us. So I had to, I had to give her the full right, rundown. I, I was prepared. When yeah. they, as soon as I got that boo, I was like, all right. So... They arrest me, obviously. Uh, my sister calls 
calls my friend to come pick up my car, all that good stuff. I don't call my father because he told me don't do that. He said don't. Um, and I get to the, I get to, so the, the really embarrassing thing is that I get arrested in a different county than where my warrants were. So they had to transfer oh. me uh, between police cars in the middle of a supermarket parking lot. Oh, they, <laughs> they, they called the, the other horror. cops and it was that. So then I get to the to jail and they're like, OK, <laughs> um, so they write down everything you have on. Right. Um, and they don't put you in. They don't make you change until you have to go to count. Anyway, I'm not going into all of that. But okay, so in holding, okay. you don't have to change. So they write down everything that you have on, everything in your bag, all of that. And so they have to write down the color of your undergarments. So they were like, oh. what color bra you got on? Well, I told you I was a hot girl summer. No, you know, it was chemisols. Oh. I was 20. Titties oh. was perky. You know what I'm saying? And I was feeling loose. So I was like, I don't have one on. <laughs> so then they were like, okay. And they were like, okay, what color underwear you got on? Free as a bird. And I didn't answer. And then he asked me again. And I didn't answer. And then he started getting rowdy. And I was like, I don't have none on. <laughs> And this nigga chuckled, which was really irritating. Um, and that was the time that I got arrested with no. I would have said flesh. I would have said <laughs> flesh toned. Because <laughs> that's just how my mind works. I, I wouldn't need that man to know any of my personal business. I was just irritated. They're flesh toned, sir. They're to nude. There. They're nude. <laughs> flesh toned. They're nude, nude, actually. Thank you. <laughs> nude. Um, and yeah, that's the time I got arrested with no underwear on. So. Wow. My mother's voice rang in my ears. Outside of my father's voice ringing, do not call me. My mother's voice rang in my ears that you always carry a pair of underwear with you. Um, and I don't think that I really was a commando girl since. That's fascinating. Because there are times when I just, you know, let things be what they are. I've never considered yeah, that. Yeah, man. I've never considered that that is a is a thing. It's a thing. But, you know. <laughs> I have learned something today. I have learned. So, black ladies, keep a pair of underwear with you at all times. Um, <laughs> In your glove compartment. Here you go. Well, let me get my drawers out there. Hold, hold on, on, officer. I got something to do. Hold on. <laughs> let me get something. I'll get it. I'll be right back. Hold right. Hold. Ooh, that was off. just awful. Oh, that was so terrible that time. That time. Um. So, that was... <laughs> Did I even do my black woman? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was my black woman self care. I went away with yeah. the ladies to the woods. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, let's get to the petty peeves then. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y, honey, honey, honey. I would just like you all to know that I started taking these braids out a half an hour ago, and I am already. I already did the back row. Thank you so much. Um, out here. So my petty peeve this week. Oh, it's time for the petty peeves. <laughs> yes. I'm very proud of myself. Um, you ain't nothing but out here. Ain't nothing but out here. So my petty peeve today is actually via ASAP Noah. Um, she, we were eating lunch, and she said, um, we were talking about production assistants. So she asked me, so how come you don't ask for my? I was talking to Tristan about how. Uh, getting grown is going to be hiring a production assistant and um mm -hmm. noah's like, well why don't you hire me <laughs> i said well let's wait till why you get a little noah? older and then we can definitely talk about it she said okay but when i get older and you hire me 
She's like, you have to pay me $30 an hour. She said, 20, you no You better 30. know it. And then she held out her hand and said, shake on it. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, not a, a negotiator at this young and ripe Truly. age. She knows what her value and she worth said, is. She said, 20, no, $30 an hour. Period. Just want you to know that. Her She's hour. like, that's my starting price. She was like, and we will formalize this agreement with a handshake. Thank you. She's like, verbal agreement. I stand. So. I stand. You know, with that being said, she goes, well, still, can I still give you some topics? And I say, yeah, you can give please. me some topics. Please. And I said, uh, tell me a couple things that get on your nerves. So she said, when unvaccinated, no, 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 excuse me. She said, when vaccinated people don't wear masks in public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She said, wear your mask regardless, sister. Okay? No. Um, I mean, the wisdom beyond her years. Yes. <laughs> and I was like... It brings my And that heart. was also what, what really led... I was like, I truly cannot... I really... I do not want to talk about this in my house anymore. <laughs> like, I, the fact that my child... Like, I just... We've got to focus on some <laughs> other things. She's about to start piano lessons. I can't. But she also said to tell you niggas that you need to mm -hmm. stop littering sick of it that's what she, she said you sick need to love mess. the earth and she said people are nasty and they litter <laughs> and i said you know what you absolutely right because i had a cab driver when we came back to the city and we were calling a cab from crystal jean's house to go home um i there was a, a soda cup in the back seat of of the cab and so i told the cab driver because i i'd be wanting him to know like i didn't leave this trash in your car girl so I said, hey, there's a soda cup back here. I just want you to know it's not mine. That's it. So she was like, oh, I'll throw it away now. And I was like, I mean, you ain't got to do all that. It's in the cup holder. I'm not touching it. She was like, no, 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 I'll throw it away. Well, sister took the cup and put it on the curb, which irked my entire soul Anger. because there was a trash can three oh, feet curb. away from that curb. Um and then Noah said today that she's tired of you niggas littering. And so I said, I'm going to make that the petty peeve via ASAP Noah today. Uh, stop littering. Don't be lazy. Uh, if you're one of those raggedy ass people who throws trash out of your car because you don't want it in your car, you want it on the earth that you live in, wait until you get to a fucking trash can. It's not going to implode in your car and go put it in the trash. Just wait. If there's not a trash can near, wait until you get to one nasty ass human beings so there you go that's the petty peeve this week and a child shall what lead thank them. you okay. okay so i believe the children are what <coughs> the future because nippy said we ought to teach them well lead and let the them way. do what lead Hello. the way period okay <laughs> so i want to preface my petty peeve by saying that this is not a personal attack Although I know that Latoya is going to think that it is a personal <laughs> attack against her. But I want you all to know that it is not a personal attack <gasps> against Latoya specifically. It is an attack on what people like Latoya do. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry. Um, so what I think about me is I'm very serious about two things. I'm very serious about reading mm -hmm. and I'm very serious about watching yes. TV. Both of these things bring me great amount of contentment, peace, and yeah. joy. And have since I was a young lass. 
Okay. I was the kind of person that my mama would tell me to back up from. I was too close to the TV. It was like I was trying to get inside the television. That's how close I used to sit to the TV because I just enjoyed it. And I used to be what? In I would be completely consumed with what I was watching because I just love She's television. still that way you know, without something. being up on the I, TV. Listen, without being up on the TV, but if you're talking to me while I'm watching my shows, it's a good chance you're going to have to repeat yeah. yourself because I'm paying yes. attention, okay, to my, to my show. Kia will cackle alone. Even, you will hear her. Yeah, <laughs> by myself. You will think that I am sitting amongst hundreds of people, but... I am by myself in here slapping my knees out loud Truly. laughing to the television. Truly. Because this is my place of escape. While I love reading and while I love television, I don't like to read while I'm watching television. As such, things like closed captioning mm. wear my nerves down. Mm. Oh, just like Because that. to me... Sorry. Oh my God. To me... To me, it's just a over, I'm overstimulated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I don't know. I do. Because I don't know what manner of uh, car is riding like, past you right fuck? now. But, okay. But um, I'm overstimulated because the reader in me, it likes to be caught up and consumed in the reading. And the person who's watching TV likes to be caught up and consumed in the television program. And I can't do but one thing at a time. So are we reading or are we listening? Or are we reading or are we mm -hmm. listening? And so the close and also the writer in me, you know, when the close, when there happens to be an error, a typographical error or, or, you know, some sort of mistake in the closed caption, I am pissed. Yeah. So, and I, and I can't pay attention to the show because I'm like, that's not even what she said. <laughs> and I recognize that I'm probably the only person on the planet who responds in that way. But I can't handle the closed caption. And I, I you know, Toya was here all, all last week. We was watching the Lifetime. Uh, so we was watching Married at First Sight. And she turned on the closed <laughs> caption. And I just lost it. Because <sighs> I just was like, well, how like I can't even really get into this right now because are we reading or are we listening? No, are, are we reading? Because we can't do both. We can't. We can't. We cannot do both. Okay, because they not even the captions is missing some words. They skip oh no, it. I hate that. And I said, not, I can't. I can't deal. No, with that. I hate okay? it. And then sometimes so, it's slow or it's too fast, and it's just it's distracting. And, and Toya was like on, and Toya was at the other complete opposite end of the spectrum like I can't even focus unless I have these captions so do you see how we were at a complete <laughs> impasse okay we just were not we were both stressed out you know what out. else I hate okay. edited TV movies like when they play like baby yes. boy on BET yes and because, yes, because the, the cusses be so stupid. They replace stupid. the curse words yes with such things that no human being yeah. would ever say like it'll be like Instead of motherfucker, it'll be like cornflake. I don't know. It's something stupid. And I'm like, why the fuck did you all put that there? No one, no or human be like, being would you ever McMuffin. say that. And then it's like this stupid <laughs> voice that comes in. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? This is actually disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, McMuffin. And <laughs> I hate it. You are a McMeanie. <laughs> no, that's not. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it's I almost drooled myself. I mean, but that's my petty peeve. Closed captioning, 
of all kinds. This is no disrespect to the deaf and hard of hearing community because I acknowledge. Oh, no, this is your personal preference. Things, this is like a. I'm not saying that there is no utility or value to closed caption because they are they are useful and important and necessary, but just not for me. No, I get it. And not on my television. I understand. And that's They're all I have to say. Very much Especially so. when you're watching Queen Sugar. Anyway, that's another episode of Getting Grown. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and I hate when it be like, I hate when it be like, dramatic music. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Because what? Uh, right. Or be like, pensive music. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. This is really dumb. And <laughs> Oh my God! I want to see what it says when um, Law and Order is on for their theme music. I, I mean, where's me down? Do, 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 do. That's another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you so much for Thank tuning you. in once again. Please, please remember that we will not be having a new episode next week, but the reprise, the reprise. will be a part one to the episode following. So make sure you all check that out. Um, and again, you know, make sure you say a good hearty prayer in whichever way you do that for Kia as she makes her journey down south. So and we know that that is a hot red zone right now. Um, we also want to, you know, keep everybody down there in our thoughts as, uh, you know, the world continues to wild. Mm-hmm. As the world wilds. Sis, do you have anything else to add before you take no, us out? No, we... We absolutely appreciate you guys for continuing to join us week after week at the kitchen table. We absolutely treasure this time with you. We are looking forward to continuing the conversation in a a number of different ways. Jade and I are working to continue to keep things fresh and new and exciting. So we appreciate your patience and support. Um, And we love y'all down. In the meantime. And in between time. um, I want to make sure that we are remembering um, to prioritize the sacred time that is committed to our daily washing. Mm. We also want to moisturize our insides uh, by drinking water. Mm. We want to moisturize our minds by minding the business that is ours and ours alone. Say it again. And we want to continue to moisturize the largest organ in our bodies, our skin. Yes. Because if we are not careful to do so, it will crack our black skin, that is. We'll crack if it's dry. Love y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.